0: They're illegal to buy in Texas. I don't know if they are still, but they were when I bought it. Can't buy in Texas. Illegal.
1: You know why? Hey there, I'm Ed Begley Jr., and I'm willing to do anything to help the planet. I fit my trash in a glove compartment, I recycle denim to insulate my house, and I love my wife.
2: And I am Rochelle Carson Begley, and I prefer to wear my denim, especially when someone is too cheap to turn on the heater. And I love Ed.
1: This week on Begliesque, we talk with writer, producer, and founder of Rooster Teeth, Bernie Burns, talking about his illegally altered Tesla, but to great acclaim on the internet.
2: Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to Begley Ask.
1: We have a great conversation to share with you this week, but before we do that, I want to share some of the wonderful things you've shared with us.
2: On Facebook, we posted a photo of Ed with some homemade guacamole, and Jennifer posted a photo of her solar cooker and said, I love our solar cooker. I would love some homemade guacamole. <laughs> really? Okay, Jennifer. So you have uh, scored a lot of points with Ed, and he will give you his homemade guacamole um, recipe, which is quite outstanding, I might add. He may Thank even make you, it honey. for you because it just requires an enormous amount of garlic, right? You put a lot of garlic in your... Yeah,
1: I start with some really nice ripe avocados. I, the recipe I make, I put five avocados in, nice and ripe, and then, not too ripe, of course, but good ripe avocados that have nice green color to them. And then put in, I put in two big or three medium-sized garlic cloves. I put in about two tablespoons of red onion. I put in about two tablespoons of cilantro, maybe one, one or two tablespoons of cilantro. A little bit of a jalapeno cut up. Sometimes I put in some tomatoes, just like some really I like nice a rice. lime in it. Oh, and lime, lime, definitely lime and salt and pepper. You got to have no, lime in it. No, he
2: definitely makes good guacamole. Thank but you, I have honey. to hand it to you. So I don't know what you cooked in that solar uh, oven or cooker, rather, but um, that's a nice one. Looking at that, it looks better than the one we used to have.
1: We like, have that very one do. downstairs too. It's a solar. <laughs> that's a um, okay. solar hot pot. That one is called the solar hot pot, I okay. believe.
2: Okay. Well, I guess you can't be in too big a hurry to eat mm <laughs> You But it's a good thing. Listen, I have to hand it rush, to you.
1: Rush, rush, rush. Why are you always in such a rush? Slow down, enjoy life, enjoy your food, take your time for God's sake, Rochelle.
2: Okay, well, anyway. If anyone else out there <laughs> has a solar
1: cooker, any other cool gadget we'd all like to know yeah. about, tell us at begleyesque at gmail.com. At- That's B-E-G-L-E-Y-E-S-Q-U-E at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at begleyesk. Very honored to have the one and only Bernie Burns with us here today. Incredible Filmmaker, writer, director, producer, actor, podcaster. He's a Tesla driver. Tesla, Most, wow. Yeah, he drives a Tesla. He must
2: have money. Thank you. Co
1: founder of Rooster Teeth, the production company that has the longest running web series of all time called Red vs. Blue, 35 million subscribers on YouTube, and has recently a new podcast network, The Roost. Bernie, so glad you could make it. Thank you. you know, at one point,
0: I was actually, my identity shifted to Tesla owner, <laughs> because I did a thing with my Tesla that kind of went viral, yeah. and it got linked by a lot of automob- automobile vlogs or blogs that I, I don't normally get covered by, and which was kind of the purpose of doing the thing. Right. Um, what and did you do? Yes, exactly. what was this? But they didn't they didn't name me by name. They just said a Tesla owner in oh, Austin, what did you Texas. do I took my car and I it was a cosmetic thing. I wrapped it you know, in a special design that makes it look like a two D object.
2: A what? A, a
0: two-dimensional object. object. So there's a process called cell shading. It's in. I work a lot in video games and animation.
2: You got your own language, I, I, I take it. Too. Y- a little yeah, bit. We yeah, yeah. Yeah. speak it, honey. Yeah. Just stand
1: down for a minute. Right.
2: That's
0: why yeah. I didn't say cell shading. Yeah. I didn't think the cell shading explaining in a minute. But it was actually my fiance Ashley. She came home. I'll show you this. I'll show you a photo here. Uh-huh. But she came home with this. Uh, this purse that is
2: that your fiance no 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 this is just i'm
0: showing you the website good gosh no no i'm 44 years old yeah, come so on that's now. a
2: child and she sure is cute
0: i'm not that rich yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> but yeah she's she has this pocketbook and the, the pocketbook looked like a 2d object
2: uh-huh. and i thought
0: that was really neat it was a, a real life you know pocketbook and it just was a cool design they made it look 2d i thought it'd be really fun to do that with a car and so I did that with the vehicle, and it just got linked a lot of different places. I did it for part of my. Uh, I
1: have no series. idea what
2: you're saying, but it's okay. He made, I'm made sure it look someone... two dimensional. I don't know this what is that means. A th- Are...
1: They're in three dimensional world right now. 3D. No, okay, so you can I've see heard here. of it. You can look around the microphones, yes, yes, and this yes. moves.
2: 2D. Wow. It looks
1: like a drawn object,
0: but oh. in real life.
2: Okay, and he... just
0: like that, just like that handbag, oh. it looks like it. If you wow. look up cartoon Tesla. You'll probably find my car. It's yellow oh, and orange.
2: Oh, okay, all right.
0: We oh met in God. New York
1: at the IAB broadcast uh, oh, Of course, broadcast I know. Okay, just so you remember everything. I actually
2: remember people, Ed. But anyway, so yes, and we talked about your—I um, think it was Rooster or something like that. Was Rooster it t- Teeth. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the name of our company. Teeth, because that was so odd.
0: It's an odd name.
2: It's odd, but it—but it's interesting.
0: Well, so is my name, Bernie Burns, is spelled Bernie spelled with a U, like uh, you burnt something. Right, or it comes from my last name because my name is actually Michael Burns. And just was too it ordinary, huh? There were just too many Michaels. Oh, yeah. yeah when I moved from New York down to Texas. Where and I what? To whoa, school.
2: back up. Why? Why did I move? Yeah. Oh,
0: that's a pretty long story, actually. Oh. Um, I, was, I was a kid. I moved with my parents. Oh, all well,
2: right. You had no choice. Yeah, okay. I didn't have a choice. Yeah, I got it.
0: But my dad was, uh, in a weird way, he was kind of like fleeing an environment in New York where my mom... Mob? Mo- was he a mobster? You're close. Uh-huh. <laughs> my father was a Catholic priest. Whoa. And my mother was a Catholic nun. Wow. And so when they had my brother... They were no longer well. Yeah, they were in, in that pissed, particular they were in industry.
2: Big tr- trouble.
0: Yeah, they got a little bit of trouble. Yeah. And my brother, I I say he absorbed all of the sin. But love <laughs> conquers all, I say. <laughs> love conquers all, especially if you move to Texas. Yeah, <laughs> you know,
2: anything goes in Texas. But
0: they moved into education after that, because oh. it was a natural kind of uh, you know next step for them after their career in the church. I don't know if uh-huh. career is the right word, but. Uh, uh, as people found out that he was formerly a priest, that caused him a lot of problems. So he decided to kind of start over in a new place where
1: nobody knew him. So he came down to Texas.
2: As one would do to start over.
1: There's open carry for a crucifix or a rosary.
2: I did a play when in school called The Runner Stumbles. It was the premise of that. It was a nun falling in love with a priest. I get it. I've played the role. Okay? So Is that
1: how you fell in love with me, honey? Was (laughs) kind of a nun priest thing happening there? There was a pious air you have about you. There
2: was an eyeus is for sure. But uh, so you were raised. Essentially, in Texas.
0: Yeah, as Bernie. Yeah, as, as after, Bernie. After 13 years of age, I was
1: Bernie from that point on. But I love Austin. What a great town it is. I love it
0: too. I've been there
1: 25 years. I great food, great music, great people. I really, really have enjoyed good. my time there. Yeah. Now, did great you traffic. go?
2: You didn't land. Your family didn't land in Austin because that no. would be just too liberal. No, okay. no, yeah. yeah.
0: Went to Houston, and then I pretty typical story for people who live in Austin is. Went to high school in Houston and then went to the University of Texas and then was lucky enough because the internet kind of came out of nowhere in the late 90s, I was able to stay in Austin in the tech industry during the dot-com era. Whereas most of my friends, especially my friends in entertainment, had to move to L.A. They didn't
2: have right. a choice. Yeah. yeah, I don't even know. I, I think I was asleep during that era because I missed it. Dot com. I think I got. I still have AOL. Okay, what can I say? Well, wow. you had it.
1: You had yeah. an email address. You know, uh, that's I do the, the first step. So it is. Thank you started me. in medicine,
0: didn't you? I did. I I went to uh, when I went to college. I was pre med, and then when I my junior year in college. Uh, they told me to go down and get an email address uh, because they were going to give out the syllabus and some coursework over email. And I was like, I keep hearing about this. Maybe I should go do it. I mean, it was really like that new.
1: Um, what year is this? This was
0: 1995, 94, right.
2: Oh my God, way back so, then.
0: Yeah. And so I, uh, yeah, I went down, got an email address. Then I logged on to some, what were forums at the time, like Usenet and things like that. Then, all of a sudden, the next six months, everything started to explode with the internet, and everyone was getting it. We had stuff like CompuServe and AOL, but this was getting huge. And so I was like, I'm really, this is, I enjoy this much more. I don't have the stomach for medicine. That's my thing. It's like, you know, a lot of people go into medicine because they really care about people. Yeah, yeah. I really care about people. So it's super hard. I get like so much anxiety. I did a, rotation in an emergency room and it was just traumatic to me i just right. yeah i couldn't take it watching other people in pain constantly was something that i Ugh. just couldn't get past yeah yeah oh. you
1: have this an adjustment you have to make as a medical professional and it's it's hard for and when are you going to make
2: that adjustment ed i made it <laughs> in this marriage honey. i
1: no longer have any sympathy empathy <laughs> would have none of a it fabulous doctor. no feelings <laughs> yeah
2: Exactly. I so, have
1: to to perform the operation. I must perform with you. <laughs> it, you have to be dispassionate, cold, and calculating. So clinical.
2: So clinical. So okay. So all right. You're talking about the inception of. Is inception the right word?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good. Because you never know about me. I invented the internet.
2: Okay. The saying. internet. Yes, you invented the internet. That you was and me. Al Gore. So you had this address from, I, I, why did I even interrupt? See, I, he was yeah, on that trajectory. go with it. Trajectory. I'll let you I'll let He you likes to watch me hang myself. It's one of my just greatest pleasures. Me. She like, starts
1: what what off in a tangent. I have no saying? idea where it's going, and I just let her go. Yeah,
0: because, you see where the path leads you.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: no. He just Twist can't, in the he wind. can't think of anything either. Well,
0: I was, uh, I was also, because I switched to computer science, I had a lot of spare time on campus. Because... My parents first of all said, we're not paying for another (laughs) dime of college if you're switching majors away from pre-med. And when I switched from pre-med to computer science, I just had like organic chemistry. I put in my electives and things Mm -hmm. like that. So all I had left to take were computer science courses, which meant only could take like six hours a semester. So I had a lot of spare time. Always had an interest in storytelling and in filmmaking. So I started to sit in on RTF classes, radio, television, film at UT quickly realized I was never gonna get beyond you know theory level or just watching other people's movies and that. I wanted to learn about how to make a movie. Um, so then I went down to the local television station where you could rent cameras and met a lot of the people that I work with today that were there. Um, we started making videos. We went the independent film route. I was very inspired by uh, Robert Rodriguez, who's sure. two years ahead of me wow. at, at UT. And he had made a $7,000 movie and lit Hollywood on fire. Wow. And then people like Tarantino. What was that movie? El Mariachi.
2: Yes, right, of course. Turned into yeah, the yeah. Uh,
0: Desperado yeah. franchise. And he's yeah, now yeah, got like yeah. four franchises. Absolutely. That he works on. I just
2: read for a, a thing he's doing and uh didn't get it nonetheless, so I'm just putting that out there. Okay, go ahead. She's available.
1: He's, our next, he's our next
0: door neighbor in Austin. If you want well, to come, come give him what for just in person. give him my picture. Come resume. and hand him a script. Yes. right? Okay. <laughs> <Thank> a resume <laughs> in an 8x10. All right, so
2: go ahead. Sorry, I, di- I interrupted.
0: Well, we were doing the, you guys can probably relate to this really well. We were doing the independent, Uh, Film festival round We'd make movies We thought We got done with our first movie It took us a year to make it And we're like Okay that's it You make a movie You're a movie maker But the process of trying To get people To be able to see your movie Is a whole other part It's equally as big Mm -hmm. As making the movie And so we discovered that We went through a year Of submitting to film festivals And getting some the most wonderfully worded rejection letters from some of the most There's prestigious. no South by
1: Southwest then, was there?
0: There was, South by existed, but what we heard from South by was, well, you guys are based in Austin and we want to focus more on like a global community. Oh, we don't seem like we're just too cleaner. close to home. Wow. That's what we were told. so oh my God. They might have been just being nice to us, but. Yeah, after a what year. Was the, that, what
2: was the co- what was the movie? I mean, might have been the problem I'll there. Pitch, I'll
0: pitch it to you. Yeah. So it's so we were young guys, and so we were just out of college. So the story is about a guy who just gets out of college, and he takes a job as an assistant to a very powerful, mysterious man, but uh-huh. very powerful guy. Yeah. And his main job is keeping his schedule. His appointments are very, very important to him. So he has to log all the appointments, make sure that his boss shows up to all the appointments. And when he learns over time, as you know, he spends more time with this mysterious gentleman, that he actually has gone to work for the Grim Reaper and he's scheduling people's deaths and holy moly making great sh- story making, that's, making sure he goes to them thank you I appreciate that's it that's really yeah.
1: a good story and then the
0: you know as it happens the the boss takes a shine to him and says well why don't you just uh-huh. take today like you take these appointments today so he has to like take on the duties of the Grim Reaper it's like a office bureaucratic kind of dark comedies. Office and
2: bureaucratic yeah, dark comedy. I like
0: bureaucratic humor. That's what Red versus Blue <laughs> is. It's, it's in a video game, but it's more so about just general bureaucracy of like military and things like that. But it, it's not
2: about. about Republicans versus Democrats?
0: No, it's not. Darn. Although every election year we get more views yeah. because people <laughs> think Red versus Blue is a political thing.
2: Well, it's smart.
0: I think Netflix at one point had us classified in the politics section. So. That's funny. Yeah.
2: That's awesome. So, okay, so, you, so that movie didn't quite set the world on fire per se, or did it?
0: That's fair to say say absolutely okay. no we we ended up getting an offer to, i think we made it for ten thousand dollars hello 16 millimeter movie yes. you know feature length yeah and uh it was shot on film and uh what wow. happened was uh i built a computer that could digitize footage back then this is like 1999 and that was it's very common today most computers come with that but i to go out and buy the capture card for it and build the system that could do it just so we could edit our movie in a more efficient way but that left me in like the turn of you know 2000 where I had equipment that could digitize video. Mm -hmm. And so in my spare time, I just started making funny little shorts and then digitizing them and throwing them up on the web, which meant putting them on my own server. And then we just had one that went absolutely viral. What was it? What's the name of that one again? It was our Apple Switch ad parody. Do you remember the old Mac ads? When they were like, people on a white background, they go, I switched to Mac because PCs are clunky and terrible. I mean, it's a really old ad campaign. Mm -hmm. But it was obviously a, a very timely thing when we made it. Um, definitely wouldn't stand the test of time because it was shot in you know SD, you know resolution, and it's based on some old ad campaign. But it went it went huge at the time, viral. And it's like so weird how online video is now versus back then. Viral meant that uh, magazine companies were calling us publishers because they wanted to put the video file on their CD that was mounted to the front of their magazine, <laughs> right, right? Right? That kind of thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's two thousand. But the real testament to it was I put it up on a server, and my Business partner, Matt, who I made the movie with, he had moved out to LA to start a visual effects career. He might have worked on one of your movies, it's possible. Wow. Uh, He worked on a lot of different stuff. Um, But I put it up at five o'clock, and he called me the next day at noon, and it was 10 a.m. Pacific time. And he's like, hey, I was just in the office, and some guy was watching a video. I was trying to get him to get back to work, and I saw it was our friend in the video. He goes, and it sounds like something you wrote. Why, did you put this video out? I go, I put that video out at five o'clock yesterday, and, I didn't have time to call Matt to tell him to watch it before he found <laughs> it on his own. So for us, that was like all the walls just fell down. People mm-hmm. didn't
1: have bandwidth to speak of back then. Oh,
0: no. So many of our early videos were people handing them to each other Jesus on CDs burned on CDs.
2: God, I'm so glad I missed that period. I, I don't know what happened. I was probably shopping during that. I think you were. Yeah. Huh? Okay. So you then, I'm fascinated.
0: Well, so then that took off. So then I thought, okay. That kind of light bulb moment of, here we are trying to get these film festivals. We're trying to get these mm-hmm. uh, acceptance committees uh, to approve our movie. We're trying to get five people to agree to let us show our movie to 200 people, essentially. <laughs> but then we put this one thing online and millions of people saw it, or at least hundreds of thousands of people saw it. So we're like, why are we doing it any other way? Let's just do this. right? And what you're saying, Rochelle, is absolutely true of where online video was at the time. Nobody cared about it. I mean, it was below bottom of the barrel. I mean, it was, you know, I think- It was
2: equivalent to podcast maybe? No, i kidding. <laughs> kidding,
0: You know, I mean, podcast at least has some respectability to it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, <laughs> when I would go to dinner parties and people say, what do you do for a living in the first few years of my company? It would take me like 20 minutes to explain what I did. And it always ended the same way. It always ended with, so basically, it's videos on the internet, that aren't pornography.
1: That's how it ended every single <laughs> wow, time. That's how you finally got through to them.
0: Yeah, but this was lower than like, you know, you can think I about it. early 2000s, lower than reality, lower than home video, which used to be such a bad word. Yeah. Um, you know, it was like, nobody was interested in it at all.
2: God, I wish I'd gotten into it then, I tell you, I'm always a little after the, fa- uh, after the fact, aren't I? Well anyway, we're here now, so that's what's important. So then you started, uh, so is it basically like your own network?
0: Yes. Hello. so from the even from the beginnings, um you know, I tried a number of different things. Red versus blue took off. That was our first big show to hit. Uh, I put the first video up, three thousand people watched the first video, and then it got linked everywhere to the point where our server just shut down and couldn't serve it anymore. And the company that we host paid to host it turned us off. And wow, then we fixed that, got it put in different places. The next week, two hundred and fifty thousand people watched showed up to watch the second episode. And by the end of the month, we had a million viewers a week. Which was just at the time completely unheard of, and nobody was doing what it. What year is this? Two thousand and three. That was that's 8th, crazy. April of 2003. And okay, what was the content? Pioneer time.
2: Why? What were they so fascinated with?
0: Well, it was first of all it was a comedy, but the and which is great, and it was uh, had a, kind of a gamer slant to it. Oh, and nobody gamers. Was, yeah, <sighs> nobody was making anything for yeah. us, you know. Nobody was really making content, or if they did, it was very pandering. Like, you know, somebody with their hat on backwards going, right. oh, I'm a gamer, I'm so cool, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just the worst aspects of marketing to, to younger people. And, you know, I grew up a gamer. I grew up in arcades in the 80s. And even though I worked on a lot of different things, I mean, I was 29 when this hit. So I felt archaic. I felt so old yeah. in the gamer culture because it's normally like, you know, teenagers and 20-year-olds. So that's one of the big reasons why I came up with the company Rooster Teeth was I didn't want to put Usually in YouTube or digital spaces, the person's name is the identity. You know, like Phil DeFranco, it's a big name. I, Justine, PewDiePie, if you've ever heard of that. But these are names no. of people. My yeah. daughter,
2: as I know. Yeah, but.
0: PewDiePie is just to give you reference, I mean, this is mm-hmm. published information. He has about 50 million subscribers on YouTube. And he makes somewhere between fifteen and twenty million dollars a year.
2: I like that. That sounds One really guy. interesting. Yeah. One
0: Sweden, playing but, video games. But wow. there's
2: no equivalent for old people, right? We just missed the boat in this area.
0: It's you know, as like I get older, I'm 44, and so I make a vlog. And it, even at 44, I feel like you know, it's it's a different audience that watches my vlog, whereas an 18 year old can make a vlog, and it's just I just got back from VidCon. Uh, where there are these roving packs of teenage girls who are just,
1: it's like they're seeing the Beatles. They just scream, <laughs> these high-pitched screams. I haven't seen anything like that in years. I took my daughter to, see, to meet Shane Dawson at Dega. VidCon. And this, what, five, seven yeah, years ago? Yeah, not that
2: long, about five years. Five
1: years ago, yeah. and I, I, be, I was a rock star because he spent time with us, he seemed to know who I was, he was so nice to her and to me, and I curried favor with my daughter by getting her at VidCon uh, in front of uh, Shane Dawson. It was a big moment. Yeah, I saw some of his videos. They were very good. Well, it's it's
0: great to hear that the other side of that because for us, you know, we love working with people who are so well known in movies and and TV. Yeah. You know, and who have who have, you know, established careers in traditional media. I can tell you, about ninety percent of our collaborations we've done or we've been able to cast people in our movies and shows are because their kids
1: know us. And it's that connection through their children. What about
2: their spouses? Casting.
1: doesn't translate to that, honey. Really. Never mind. We'll call upon you when we need you. We'll put our hand up when we want you to chime in, okay? But uh, Lisa Schwartz, I did a... We'll talk. We can talk. I, I did a show with Lisa Schwartz because my I said, Hayden, do you know who Lisa Schwartz is? Lisa Schwartz, you're going to do a show, with, a show with Lisa Schwartz? And so my daughter's my clearinghouse for this. show. I things. tell you,
2: I've been too old. I arrived in L.A. when I was 24 years old. I literally got these comments. God, too bad you're not 19. Too bad you're not 18. I was like, am I ever going to be the right age, Eddie, huh?
0: You're the right age for me, honey. It, it's so frustrating, though, too, because it's like now is the 20th anniversary of Harry Potter. And really? So, yeah, so these 28-year-olds are like, oh, my God, I feel so old. I just want to be like, you, you need to shut your mouth. You there's, to- our,
2: there's our young daughter. Here's our
1: daughter, Hayden. Oh, hey, Hayden Bernie and Bernie. Burns. Bernie Very Burns. nice to meet, to meet
2: you. Do you ever watch Red and Blue or Blue and Red? What is it?
1: Red versus Blue. <laughs>
2: Man vs. Boo, is that
3: on YouTube or mm-hmm. where is that? You,
0: yeah. you would probably, if you watched anything that we make, you would probably make, made it, might have come across our anime show Ruby. That's possible.
3: Oh yes, no, I was just, I was just watching YouTube. Mm-hmm. when I heard, see, I heard
0: you're a big Shane Dawson fan.
3: Yes, when I it started for me when I was like 11. I started watching him like obsessively. I watched every single like video he posts and he posted daily. Yeah. Um, You have to feed the beast. And And then I, I, you know, found Lisa Schwartz through him and loved her. And then he got to work with her. And um, yeah, I love like a lot of different people. She's my consultant.
0: And, it's, and online stars, it's or people with online properties love that endorsement because a lot of times we'll say that it's like they're not familiar at all with what we do, and it's we want to say just ask your kids. And then if you hear, well, I don't have any kids, go, oh, we're probably not going to work together then because you're probably you're going to have no one to vouch for us. Essentially, that's funny. Yeah, but it's it's a thing with a new thing with entertainment that I've seen a shift in, where audiences are very siloed. Uh, where I just got back from VidCon, and there will be a two hour line. Of a, for a meet and greet where people are waiting to see Shane Dawson and right next to that will be a line two hours long where people are waiting to meet an English vlogger but the people that are standing What's in a this vlogger?
2: What's a like, vlogger? Like,
0: like a vlogger is like it's someone who is just Video log Yeah they just document their daily life
2: Holy moly It's
0: a self-produced first person reality next show Next
2: lifetime I well, guess Well they, um, they do
3: specific things usually it's uh, like you know there's um, How can Hayden, Hayden be certain- worn? <laughs> I could, it just, it's hard and it takes a lot of work. And but what else are you doing? Of, um, I'll, I'll help well, you. Well, I'm in school, I'm an actress, I'm a writer. I'm I know, writer, that's why writer, you should be doing so it. So would, no, right there, right there, there. <laughs> she should be doing it. Can uh, I ask you a question? Yes, yeah,
0: So you're balancing those careers, do you think if you do something that's like a vlog or something, do you think that's detrimental to an acting career, I mean?
3: No, I think it's a great uh, thing for the uh, an acting career. I'd like to be doing kind of a combination of content, where putting my short films on YouTube, because that's usually how you can get them out there. I mean, even Josh Hutcherson, uh, who he's working with on a new show called Future Man, just came out with a short film only on, uh, I believe uh, he did it through festivals, but only on YouTube
0: uh,
3: that he directed. I'm
0: looking forward to that show. I didn't know you were working on it. Yeah,
3: Yeah, 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 Future Man. But he directed a short uh, called Ape, if you haven't seen it, it's very, very good uh that was very good he also starred in it and uh so a lot of people who are also known in the industry are now turning
2: to youtube but see if um, you if you do this i might be able to walk through it sometime or someone you know what i mean I can now
1: we get hey, it now, now so we get we it we hey no, now no, you you I see from the start, viral marketing. Marketing. she knew it um, when she was think- upstairs walk you know coming down she know this is Away from my mother to get in the door.
2: <laughs> oh, I, I, I be a
3: Well, here's what you can do if you hmm. want to what? do something like that. What? Use your very um, Just loud say personality. Yes. Uh, and you should do Pilates videos. Okay. One of the I don't want to do people.
2: Pilates video. Okay,
3: but you can use that as an avenue. Blog Blogilates, I'm sure you know who she is. Yeah. She is the biggest. She's young. Um, There's
0: Yoga with Adrian. very big, another Austin artist. They're not
3: all young, and they're not all like what you would consider cookie cutter like, you know, models.
1: And you could do a do. funny spin on it. You could do a Pilates thing, but put inject like, some oy, humor.
2: Ow, ow, that hoits. <laughs>
0: something.
2: We'll,
1: we'll work on that. We'll pitch oy something vey,
2: later. Oy. These people, these young people do this? Oh my God. These
0: kids today. Yeah. But it's also, you look at somebody like Shane Dawson and you think, oh, look at what he does. It definitely looks very simple. Yes. But if she was starting a vlog today, the, the environment that you're facing down yes. right now is, yes. YouTube is such an enormous platform right. and all the problems they have are completely due to scale. You would be competing against every minute on YouTube 450 hours of footage are right. uploaded to the platform. Uploaded. So if you want to watch every video on YouTube, you fall about three weeks behind every minute you try to. do So you it.
2: have to be able to really to break huge noise floor to cut through in some way. That's why you yes. have something unique. And there's so much saturation. There's so much
3: content. Everybody and their mothers trying to get in on this because you know the biggest uh, people. Because they can. I'm saturated right now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I put on it depends. I learned at my age. <laughs> Because if you're doing a podcast, you don't want to have to get up constantly. No. Well, it is an exciting time. time. Yeah, well, it, it is an exciting so time for that people that my age.
2: In different versions,
3: He likes the depends
1: podcast. votes. The hearing aid jokes, the depends jokes, they're all solid I, for I, me people at this are th- point. Th-
2: And they're all going to tune in again to hear Ed's update on his progression on dementia and, uh, and the old folks
0: home. Thank anyway, you,
2: yeah, but truthfully, it's the same in the podcast world. And so therefore, um, you have to figure out how you're going to cut through. Well,
0: I think it's more of We need to figure out how to get um, older audiences
2: to to digital
0: (laughs) platforms. I mean, it it makes, it would make more sense because, you know, it's more portable. It's on demand. You don't have to, you know, people have busy lives as they get older. You can watch it in your car. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In an Uber, perhaps. But, you know, it's one of those things where one of the great things about digital media is on demand and you can watch it as you see fit. You know, I'm just watching one of the people that we did. That New York event with was uh, Mark Marin and love I'm, Mark. I'm watching his series Glow. On oh, that's right. He's Netflix. got that new Glow. It, he, it's great, and he's fantastic. Boy, he in is it. fantastic. Yeah. He's really. Good but you
2: know, it. he just said, "I, I'm not getting hired," or I don't think he was getting hired to his liking, and he just said, "I'm going to just do it myself." Yeah. So Quite sort of ever. what happened with me, <laughs> It's why you're here, and why I'm making my husband do it with me, you know, because I have a lot to say and you know, someone cares maybe.
1: And after editing, some of it is usable.
2: (laughs) Yes, exactly.
1: But that's been the switch,
0: right? Is now it's not, hey, I have an idea for a talk show. I have to go pitch it around, put it in development for two years. You can definitely get it up on the distribution platform, you know, as soon as you're ready to go, but then also everyone else can as well. And so that's what we're dealing with now. Now it's a new change. Where instead of going through this vetting process that only a handful of people are able to get through the gates, now it's you're there and with everybody. How do you rise above that noise? The
2: truth is, is there's many people like me. Well, you do have to get over that learning curve of how to use the internet and all of that. Because, I mean, like some pe- my friends are better at it than me. However, we do want information. And mm-hmm. we will listen to podcasts and we will listen. And we, we want to know how to be out, get out of pain is the biggest, I think, you know. Because we only have a few more years. We might as well live the best years possible. Wow. It's sort of true.
1: She's getting grim on. <laughs> yeah. But it's I true. got an idea for the sequel From yeah, yeah, there we go. Just uh, start Rochelle.
2: <laughs> but you better do it with some humor. That's all I got to say. So anyway, but that, I don't know if anyone, carry. I'm sure, because you speak linearly, linearly. Oh, don't look at me like that. In a linear manner, I think, might be a better way to say it. I am on a detox right now. I am detoxing off heavy metals.
1: She's coming off heroin. No Metallica. (laughs) (laughs) What What are you doing? (laughs) Forget the heavy metal bands.
2: Yes, I've sworn them off. No, I am literally um, taking this tincture every day to pull out mercury and cadmium out of my organs. Cadmium? whatever you were you know what i'm talking about okay okay it does it's not in a car is that where we're like cadmium or something well
1: no. there, you put an n in there that didn't exist i oh, want to make okay. sure you're talking about cadmium
2: Ye, is that what's the byproduct of secondhand smoke
1: you were saying cadmium with what? An n.
2: Ever. anyway i'm doing a detox
0: i do a podcast with a british kid i can never say aluminum in front Aluminium. of aluminum yeah can't ever say it in front see? of them
2: see there you go yeah.
1: Controversy <laughs> There you go No it. Controversy everything Controversy
0: with a, Everything with an S
2: Progress um, But anyway The point is Is my brain Is particularly off today Because then I'm pulling it out Because I have lived A, a hard life Let's say And um, And I You know All of us Shots the, of mercury yes. We're cutting exactly. all this
1: stuff out <laughs> When you're talking anyway nice. So don't worry about it You don't It doesn't matter what you say all We're right. going to pull it all out do, do you listen to this podcast Don't you understand What's been happening From the beginning no. I'm getting in there with a the final edit. I have final edit. You didn't you read don't, your contract.
2: You've never even listened to it yourself. I also
1: find it's hard to
0: believe that detox, you seem like two of the healthiest people I've ever met in my life. Like a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, that's you know. not true. <laughs> the only thing that's toxic
1: is our relationship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and everything we eat and do. And we do. built that. Yeah, we built, yeah. we work at that.
2: <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's, let's switch gears here, and literally, last year, you and your fiance Ashley, did The Amazing Race. Oh, yes. my God.
0: It was tremendous fun.
2: How did that even come about? It came
0: about because they did a special season uh, for people with big social media followings.
2: Damn, I want one of those. I do.
0: I specifically avoid words like star or celebrity. I don't know if you can tell, just yeah. because <laughs> I'm, I'm. They use the word influencer a lot. Yes. Um, in the digital space, that. which is I think a better one, because we've been on like celebrity things, and mm-hmm. that, that's the thing with these siloed audiences. You could have 30 million subscribers on YouTube. But if you call yourself a celebrity, you're like, I don't know who this is. It's like, that doesn't bother me, but it's like, I get it. I totally get it.
2: I'd rather um, have what you have.
0: It is really, uh, like I go to an event like VidCon and I walk around, I take pictures with people, they stop me constantly, everything's great. But then I can walk out of that convention center. Yeah. I can walk two blocks away, totally anonymous. No one knows. It's really great. No, it it's, is. It's the best it's, of both worlds. It is the best of I think sure. it is. I think it is the best of both no, worlds. No, it is. And we have our own convention in Austin where... I get a little dose of what I think it's like to be actually famous, where I have to plan how to get through the building because Woo! it's all of our fans that come in sure. for a weekend and but once again, I go five blocks away from that convention center. Nope, no problem. you know wow
1: that's great, yeah, but I couldn't sweet imagine like, I couldn't
0: imagine like having to navigate a life as, an, as a like legitimate celebrity. Yeah, there' be can so, we. Much, so much overhead
1: <laughs> I'm lucky I'm in that sweet spot myself where I can ride the bus, go through an airport, people occasionally stop me, but I'm basically just you know, a character actor that's done okay, and I get to have the work and everything that goes with it and all the perks, Mm-hmm. And then I can, you know, go get a sandwich somewhere. Nobody usually bothers me. If they do, they're always really nice about it. I'm sorry, I'll wait till you finish eating, but I just wanted to say, can Makes I sense. take a picture? I totally did that. Yeah. You
0: probably yeah. won't remember, but I was like, we were around each other for about 15 minutes and then we got in an elevator. And I was like, I just got to say, I'm a really huge fan.
3: Where uh, were you? I
0: remember meeting you yeah. in New York. I was. I was. We talked about the last episode of St. Elsewhere, which I think is one of the boldest choices oh, I've ever seen So ever. bold. Yeah. So Incredibly bold. And so I wanted to talk to you about that. I wasn't going to pass up the opportunity
1: to talk to you about. i love that you did yeah
2: but let's get back to the amazing race let's get so. back to rochelle <laughs> yeah. wait a minute so you you were on it and you get what's that like
0: with well, the show itself yeah one of the greatest experiences of my life yeah. and, I, and i went through a lot of decisions uh i was asking your daughter if you know she worries about like vlogging versus right. acting right. i would that same thing because to me i when i was coming up if you did a reality show then you your reality
2: I know. star reality be so, so lucky you were yes. a reality
0: contestant you kind of, got, kind of got locked into that and so i was worried that that stigma still existed i can say it doesn't either that or the web personality stigma is greater than that right. these days and so we went and did it and uh we got to go all over the world we went through 11 cities in 22 days and <gasps> uh yeah not to spoil the 28th season of the show 28 seasons by the way unbelievable wow. Man, and going,
2: many many emmys so many did you, so you stay with it the the whole time, I thought people got eliminated, but they don't. I guess no, they do. They do.
0: People get eliminated all the time. I mean, every so every show. You
2: stayed through the whole. We went
0: the whole way around. We didn't win, but we made it to all the foreign countries. We got eliminated in the last foreign country, and yeah. I never want to go back there. As a result, I have such a negative impression of that place. Okay, well, what we'll was find- the country? It was. We went specifically to Shenzhen, China, which is right next door to Hong Kong. So I would go back to. I was dying to go to China. And I had one of the worst days of my life. I, I, was, I got us eliminated. It was my fault. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You got your... Oh, I'll no. make
0: sure Ashley doesn't listen to this. Well, but. she'll
2: always have something over you. It's good. It's true. It, it works. It's true. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't go there. Trump card. Yep. Yep. Pull it
0: out. Can't use that word anymore, can you?
2: Trump well, card. not really. But you can.
0: Different connotation just, now.
2: Just different. It's all different. But that. Oh my God. That's. And what? What season was that? Recent.
0: Uh. So it aired. We shot it in November of 2015. It aired in May of 2016. That's when it wrapped up. Yeah. It was. No. It was. It was absolutely great. And it was really smart. I think of CBS and bertram Van Munster, who produces the show. Mm-hmm. Um. I think it was really, really smart of them to try to reach out and find younger audiences. And I, I love the fact that I would get tweeted photos all the time of people in my audience watching with their parents. It was the first time they were able to do something kind of together right. on a media basis because their parents liked Amazing Race and they liked the social media stars that were on it.
2: Oh my God. That's and what, what would it have been like had that happened for us? okay i'm, I'm really you can't live in the past honey. <laughs> I well Deal we with had a cards, reality show and people would say i mean two people saw it but you know it's multi-generational the people would watch it with their children or maybe they'd force their children to watch it i don't know well they're always... crying
1: with a loaf of bread under your arm look at where you live you are in this beautiful house you got a husband that loves you oh, yeah. You've got a daughter okay. that loves you we got bernie burns sitting here this is actually an intervention
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: that's right we had to wait a few all moments to right. spring it on you
2: well since you have been all over the world where was your favorite what was your favorite? For fate? the show,
0: uh, my favorite place we went for the show, uh, we went to uh, Cartagena, Colombia, and that was gorgeous. Was it? It really was. And uh, I've never been to South America no, ever, no so I. got to go. But then we we did go to Chamonix, France, which is the uh, Chamonix. It Chamonix. is the yeah, uh, in... French Alps. Mm-hmm. And oh, uh, beautiful, gorgeous. Yes, absolutely. But then we also went to Georgia, Tbilisi, Georgia. Where and that, that? was gorgeous. gorgeous. Eastern Europe.
2: Oh, I thought you meant Georgia, where I'm from. No, no, no. Tbilisi, Georgia,
0: right near Armenia. Oh, uh, was that gorgeous? It was really great. It was an incredible combination of uh, old world architecture and these huge modern structures. So there'd be a monastery right next to this huge twisting glass bridge. It was really cool.
2: And you have to be in pretty good shape to do it, don't you?
0: I was was about 20 pounds lighter when I did the show and probably lost 10 pounds doing the show over the course of 22 days. Whoa. Yeah, the big secret of that show is uh, they don't really tell you, but it's uh, a lot of sleep deprivation and calorie deficits because you only have so much money. Uh, I think I get, It's okay to say this. Like they pay for your plane tickets, but everything else you have to pay for huh. out of the money they give you. And they're like, uh-huh. "Oh, you're going to Colombia? Here's fifty bucks." Huh. And so you have to make a decision: Do I want to eat in the airport, or do I want to save my money if I want to take a cab as opposed to taking a bus? You always air. Er- we always aired on the side of saving the money for transportation.
2: So you should really start the show. And fat. you made it to the end, yeah. so you did
0: something right. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah, yeah. We, we were we were the gamer team, so we always tried to play really smart. We had an evil oh. moment in the show where we eliminated one of the other contestants like through strategy. And we get, we got a little bit of negative backlash for that. But other than that, people were pretty happy with
2: us. Wow. Right?
0: We're not an arguing couple. So I, I even told them, it's like, it's fun when couples argue. I love to watch that. It's fun. But oh, good. Not, you, yes. So you <laughs> love, love Ed and, and I. yeah. <laughs> the <right> house, <laughs> and it's like, I we had to warn them. We said, you know, we're not gonna be able to entertain the audience in that way because we're just probably not gonna argue all that much. We're pretty boring in that regard. And they were like, "I ah, don't worry about it. We have our arguing couple. And sure enough, like first day, I was like, oh, I know who they're talking about. And those were the people that won. They won the couple that argued the entire way around the world. See, there's hope for us, honey. Holy moly. <laughs> yeah. You just Keep
2: wore bickering. people down, right? Just wore the, okay, enough. You, right. you win. I think get you quit deplore.
1: the race like twice during the race <laughs> and everything. So, yeah. Now, what year did you get your Tesla?
0: I've been interested in Tesla for back in the Roadster days when sure. I read about it in Wired. And... Uh, I, they're illegal to buy in Texas. I don't know if they are still, but they were what? when I bought it. Can't e- buy in Texas. Legal. Do you know why?
2: No. For, well, a
0: dealership. It's an oil state, right. So you'd think it's the oil thing, but it's the dealerships. Dealerships. Yeah, so the dealerships, there's a law in Texas that, or well, there was when I bought it, it might have changed, that you can't buy directly from an auto manufacturer. You have to sell to like Billy Bob's Auto Shack and yeah. then yes. buy it from them or the dealerships. Fred's Ford in
1: Dallas, right.
0: There you go. And uh, so the Dealers Association put, really put the screws to them about not selling Teslas directly in Texas. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure a lot of them probably wanted Tesla dealerships. But when I bought my car, it was 2012, late 2012, December, 2012.
2: So there's money in the internet is what you're saying. This is
0: my second yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because the, one of the frustrating <laughs> things about the Teslas is you buy one. And then for me in particular, literally six months after I bought my car, they then Elon Musk announced the, uh, Hardware that would make it autonomous to drive right, on its own. I was like, like Apple. Well, holy car, that's, like that's like a totally different thing. Yeah. So right. I waited a few years and then I kind of played a little game with Tesla where I traded it back into them. But I, I was the first with my salesperson. I was like, well, I'm just going to sell it at like CarMax and see what they'll give to me. <laughs> but Tesla, I think, is still in that phase where they're trying to write the story for their cars. Like they've had some amazing safety uh, certifications, right. safest cars in the world but then also you know the way the cars hold their value and they had a really unique thing where when i bought my car in 20 late 2012 it was the only car on the market that appreciated in value once you got your tesla you could yeah. sell it for 30 percent markup because of the waiting list at the time right and the wall street journal did a big article about it that these were cars that went up in value which i think is great because i love it but the the story of me getting it was i there was no Tesla dealerships in Austin. You can't do anything. Even now, when you go there, it's kind of like, here's the car, and you like, how much is it? And they say, well, we can't talk to you about that, but here's a terminal over here. If you want to get on the website, and it'll have information for you. So it's this really kind of like loophole that they, they use to actually sell the cars in Texas. But I came to Santa Monica, I test drove one, and once I test drove an electric car, I was like, why would I drive any other kind of car? Yeah, you know? it's a good car. It's a really great car. And then just, I mean, aside from the environmental aspects, of it which are incredible oh, It's an amazing the car. convenience of it is is great i'm just yeah. plugging, plugging in i haven't been to a gas station in probably three years three or four years that's fantastic i go to buy ice that's what I use a gas station for gonna buy ice for but you party. do have
2: a car that you can go long distance
0: i do but in texas uh my girlfriend has a car i should fiance i should say girlfriend should, i certainly
2: should, should i should say
0: ashley what yes. i should say she oh. has a car a gas car but we don't she had to do she was a reporter she had to do a story on nasa which is south of houston the Tesla, she it was the only negative experience mm. that we've had with it where she had to stop three times to charge, and that takes like 30 to 40 minutes at the superchargers, which are also way less f- pervasive in Texas. There's, I would imagine. There's just a few of them there. Yeah. Yeah. So then she was like, well, if I get another car, I'm definitely getting a gas car. So yeah. when she or did, she did.
2: Flex fuel or something. So she's a reporter.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. She works at Rooster Teeth as well, and she handles our informational department. It's a she's... lot of reporting on. Tech news, uh, video games, movies. Okay, that so kind how of can I
2: get a job at um, Rooster Teeth?
1: Oh boy, here we go.
0: Well, you should come to RTX What's in that? July. It's our convention that we have in Austin. And just hang out. one of the things we like to do is, you know, try to discover new talent. You should come to okay. a news read. Okay. You got to wear a swimsuit.
2: <laughs> that, will not, <laughs> that will not encourage any. Wait a minute, let me we'll a- finish. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, granny in a swimsuit, that's funny. So other than your car, what other other sustainable practices do you follow? And does your company follow any? And if not, why?
0: Well, actually there's a there's one thing I'm super proud of at our company, which is we got rid of, um, you know, in production, one of the big things is food and snacks and drinks right. yeah, those are provided, yeah. which is a really cool perk. I used to work in telecom and that was not the case. You had a vending machine in a yeah, break right. room. Um, and one of the things I'm particularly proud of is that we don't have uh, any bottled water any, anywhere in the country. Good on I, you. I just Good for I you. I can't stand bottled water. I don't know where this came from. Cheers. That we only Cheers. Yeah, so that we drink Cheers. out of these bottles out of, glasses.
2: of water. Amen.
0: And it worries me not so much even from a standpoint of, you know, with petroleum and refining and making plastic and then recycling that. But it's also I, I get I actually get worried about the amount of water that is now trapped in these little plastic containers that are in landfills it's you know water is becoming an yes. increasingly precious resource yes. and to think that you know we're we're taking some of the fresh water in the world on a on a huge scale now and trapping little minute amounts of it in these little plastic bottles I can't stand that. Like even if we ever have at soccer games with my kids, if they parents have bottled water, it's like I always ask them, just take your cap off before you throw it away. You know, don't throw it away with oh, the
2: cap. Oh, how on. what how that's fantastic. Well,
0: it's you know you know what it's you like don't small think about efforts. It. No, absolutely. You do everything you can. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So we don't have any bottled water. Uh, you know, I'm in the process. I just moved to a new house. I'm in the process of getting solar there. Uh, which is huge. I'd love to be able to get a battery for my house. I'm, I'm one like of those people.
2: Like the, te- the Tesla wall or yeah, whatever it is? Yeah, the power wall. Mm-hmm. I think that would
1: be fantastic. Can you I'm going to do that too, I think. Yeah, are you? Hey. Yeah, I don't have yet. I just I use the grid as my battery. Right. I spin the meter backwards so much, I rarely get a bill. It's usually, it's been a negative the past few billing cycles. So, <laughs> But true. I'd like to have the batteries just in case there's a power outage. I want to have power in some outlets. You know, I want to have some emergency power. Right. And it's
0: also to me it's like there's some there's something mental about it as well. That, yeah. that I really being connected to the grid, I get that you're trading the energy and it's being used by other people, but the idea of yeah. like you can just kind of like
1: cut all the yeah. cables and Yeah. That's if you what I to. had at the old house. I well, had it's more huge of a survivalist
2: batteries. than an environmentalist. Really. Oh, really? We yeah. could yeah. talk about that. Really.
1: I mean, I like to be well supplied, but I'm, <laughs> I'm the other way around, honey. I'm more an environmentalist than a survivalist. I'm joking. It's a big reager. jokey. Okay. Do you have
0: a bug out bag? You know what that is?
1: Oh, I've heard about such yeah. a thing. Like you have everything ready to go. Ready in a bag. to go. Yeah, I if, don't have that. No. If
0: everything hits the fan, you can just grab the bag and go, and you've got like rations in it. No. And things like that. Yeah. I never Some people have those. About it. Uh,
2: well, then that leads me to my next question. So, we try to protect the planet, so you can leave the future generations in good hands. As a parent, are there any particular uh, lessons you want to pass on to your kids?
0: Well, I, I'd like to pass on to my kids. Um, My dad, because he was a priest, he had me when he was 45 years old, and I'm 44. So my dad, I'm- I'm Is he still around? No, he's no longer with us. So I'm a generation off though in my family. Mm -hmm. Like all my cousins are, I called them my uncles and aunts because they were so much older than me growing up. And like my dad was born in 1930. Like he remembers Hitler. Like he remembers being scared that Hitler was gonna come to his town and attack. And so he grew up in uh, an era of great economic depression. And his approach to recycling is recycling. Like he would, yeah. he would make fun of me where he would say, "You're not really recycling. You're just throwing something away differently. Yeah. You throw it away in the blue <laughs> can versus the brown." Very can. Very true. And I, and but he was, you know, just giving me a hard time. But growing up, I remember we couldn't throw away glass jars. We had to give them, them. Yeah, we had to wash them out,
1: and he'd use them for things. Right. Like he
0: built his whole tool shed with you know, containers with glass jars and things like that.
1: That's the way I did it when I was young. That's what my dad imparted on me as Mm -hmm. a kid. You know, I learned all these green lessons from my dad, who was a conservative in my case, a conservative that liked to conserve. Imagine that. You know, it got me in scouting. I got to see nature up close and personal. And we turned off the lights and turned off the water and saved string and saved tinfoil and saved, (laughs) you know, mason jars and put nails in them, as you suggest. We did Mm -hmm. all that. Similar.
0: Yeah, and I love to pass that to my kids because I feel like, I feel like I've been fortunate enough to have that leap of that uh, mm-hmm. to my generation and to my kids. Teach them how to maintain things, how to keep things longer, how to stretch the life out of the things that they own, so they're not just constantly living this disposable culture. Where oh, I have a crack on my screen, throw it out, get another phone. But isn't
2: know? that brilliant? That's a fantastic thing to pass on because it, it's true. Our mm-hmm. daughter is is knows every you know she has all the knowledge, but it is true. It's just what they do. They just go up. Oh, let's get the newest. You know, no recycling of the, you know, of the. Oh, Eddie, why do you look at me like that?
1: I'm curious to see where you're you going. Do you know I'm
2: on a, on a med- heavy metal detox? No. You've made uh, no. Out
1: all of us very aware, honey. <laughs> But the it bottom explain line is, everything that's she going takes. Right you
2: know, she has had how, how many generations of phones? How many? I mean, I wish we didn't have to have so many generations of phones and well, these if the phone breaks.
1: You know, you can go for a certain amount of time Which, without but it. But the point
2: but being is, you have to learn to take care of things. I agree. And to treat oh, I'm them. I'm
1: down with that.
2: You know, but it's so, hard
0: though too. I recognize it because things move so fast right, now. Right, technology. Yeah. You know, it's like if someone really stretched an iPhone for five years, they'd be using something today that's almost <laughs> unusable. That's, that's what true. I
1: I make mine last. I've made it up to four in a couple of shots, but. Never five. I try to make them last as long. I, I never get a new iPhone because there's something new that comes out. I only do it when it vaporizes in my hand. There you go. You know, it just craps out.
2: So, what the hell? Where am I going here? I wanted to ask you a question, and now I've let I've, me ask you a question. Thank where you. can
1: people find you on social media? Should we put it out there Tell right now? Else. Well, I, I actually this is gonna sound so dumb. I
0: literally just bought my Instagram name, so I, I just started an Instagram account in 2017. Yeah, I get. I'm real curmudgeonly about that kind of stuff. Like I hear about a social media platform and I think, ah, oh, do I have to pay attention to this? Is this something I'm going to have to spend my time doing? And then eventually I'm like, okay, I'll give it a shot. What is so it like,
2: cross purposing. Aren't you cross promoting? Yeah. Cross-promoting?
0: cross-purposing. We, we do that, but because I have, we have the, the company rooster teeth as a brand, okay. it like leads the way on that. And then oh. we also have people at the company. Now we have 300 people that work there and some of them are 18 to 24. And they're, of course they, they, are. They, they register for all that stuff. Well, before anybody knows about it. So then by the, by the time I find out about it and finally decide I'm gonna get involved with it, I go and I go to register my name. I type Bernie and It said this name's already taken. And I'm like, oh, how about Bernie Burns? That's already taken? I'm like, I'm done. I'm out. I'm not, I'm not dealing with this. I'm not gonna like have a bunch of different usernames. So I like on social media, I just have the presence Bernie. That's it, like on Twitter, I'm just at Bernie. And on Instagram, I'm at Bernie as well. But right. the main place to find me is our YouTube channel, at Rooster Teeth just go to YouTube look up Rooster Teeth you'll find me there or roosterteeth.com very old school I have my own website and everything
1: now we gotta be respectful of his time yes. oh you, got gotta, you gotta to catch a
2: plane absolutely um, well this has been a pleasure and um, so what kind of show do you see Ed and I doing in the future I'm kidding <laughs> not really uh, <laughs> a divorce
0: court show <laughs> <laughs> a reality winding down show yeah, or something family like that. law <laughs> how, to, how to have an amicable divorce no I'm just kidding of course no. you guys I I listen I have been in, in I was for a long time in what I call it serial monogamous to, that that's the right word where you're in long relationships but then you go from one long relationship to the yeah. next and it's yes. like if people can communicate well and they can they can get along well and they don't let anything lie and I get the feeling you two aren't the kind of people who let anything like simmer or lie you're correct <laughs> you're that's correct. always good you that's have those that's a big little, one. I agree those little pressure reliefs all along
1: the that's way that's exactly man. the way I describe it's it it's like steam ass. pressure you let <laughs> it out in little puffs and there's never a big blow up sure really agree. Yeah. Listen, I'm talking here. Grilling. When the talking hand is up, I'll raise it. You wait till I'm done, young lady.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, now I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, but that's our goal. So there then we are. Mission accomplished. accomplished.
1: <laughs> Thank yes. you, Bernie, yeah, so yeah,
2: much. Really. It's hey, been a pleasure. thanks for
0: having me. I really appreciate it. Keep
2: up the good work. Yes. Bernie, thanks again for dropping by. You were such a delight to have on the show. And now let's review some of the great things you said.
1: Follow your dream. If you have something that you want to do that's away from your what you thought was your chosen field, in this case, medicine, that's where you thought you were headed, you took a sharp turn and it proved out very well for you well, yeah, creatively. yeah, just because
2: an... they told him to get a, you know, an email address. Right. I mean, come on, that's pretty destined, isn't it?
1: Yeah.
2: It was like, that opened up a whole new world for him.
1: He saw it and he liked it and boy, has he prospered in it. So good for him for making that kind of change. It's hard for some people to change and I sometimes know. it's good Tell to me change. I know, about it. I know where everybody thinks you should change. Yeah, money, and I you know. I
2: know you should change. So there you are. Anyway, I love that he um, thinks that uh, water bottles. You know, we one we shouldn't have them, and if we have to have them, take the top off. So all that thinking about it, I never even thought about the water that's trapped in these bottles in landfills. How abs- well? Let's
1: go a step further. Let's not just do that. Make sure that you don't have them at all.
2: Well, I know, but you know, I mean, not everyone is you, Ed. So. But it was great to talk to him because he lives in Austin, Texas, and he's the son of a priest and a nun who fled the Catholic Church. I don't know if they fled, but let's say they left upstate New York and went to Texas. I consider that sort of fleeting, but it was fascinating. And he's created this huge business uh, that he ended up getting to do the amazing race. Yeah. You know, I mean. And he
1: bought a Tesla, and he's a lovely guy. has solar on his roof i believe doesn't he
2: yes he's going in that direction
1: yep so he's uh, he's my new best friend well folks that's all we have for you this week we have more great guests coming up remember to subscribe on apple Podcasts or wherever you listen
2: and also help build this community by sharing the show with your friends and family
1: do a little do a lot just do something today and tell us what you did we'll chat with you next week thank you to our executive producer tim street and producer emma kikuchi This podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info and advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com.